you learn so much about who they are and how you can serve them better. So the first thing I want to tell you about doing a survey to your audiences, never call it a survey. So it's like Fight Club, right? The first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. And that's the same situation here. Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Bree Noble. Bree is a musician, entrepreneur, speaker, and founder of Women of Substance Music Radio and Podcast. Bree's interviews with successful female musicians and industry pros are both inspirational and informational. She also answers your questions about the music business. Bree is on a mission to help you create great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business, and to truly become a female entrepreneur musician. Hey, this is Bree Noble, and I am so glad that you are tuned in to Indie Interactive today. This is where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. And my name is Bree Noble, and I'm really excited to be talking to you today about finding out from your audience and your fans more about who they are and what they want to get from you as far as the music that you produce, the experiences that you create, and the merch that you make and what they would love to buy from you. So we're going to be talking about creating a survey to your audience where you ask their opinion on things, you ask them questions, you get their advice, and you learn so much about who they are and how you can serve them better. So the first thing I want to tell you about doing a survey to your audience is Never call it a survey. So it's like Fight Club, right? The first rule of Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. And that's the same situation here. You do not want to call it a survey. I know for me, I think about all the surveys that I get in the mail, these big, huge, thick things from my doctor that they want me to fill out, the hospital, the uh, phone calls that I get where they say, oh, it's only going to take a few minutes. And then it turns out that it takes like 20 minutes like that is not what we want to, um, to, to give across when we are asking for their opinion of things. We want to say, can I ask you a question? Can I get your opinion? Can I get your advice? Not, will you fill out a survey? So that's the first big thing about surveys. Never call them surveys. Now, why do we want to do a survey? There are so many great reasons to do a survey. The first one is that we want to show them that we care because we do, right? We care what they think and that we're providing them what they really want because, you know, the, your audience, your fans are the lifeblood of your business. They are what are going to keep your music, you know, rolling. They're going to bring in money so you can continue to make more music. They're going to support your live shows. So you want to show them that you care by asking their opinion. And that is really going to help them um, have more of a personal relationship with you because they know that you care. And I know you do. I mean, when I run surveys to my audience, I definitely do it because I care that I am serving them in a way that's helpful to them. And in order to find that out, I need to ask their opinion. So number one, to show you care. Number two, it's really personal. It's a great personal conversational experience. So even if you're using a form to do a survey, 
and not just asking a question outright, like on email or on social media, it still feels really personal. It feels like, and it is a situation where you are going to be reading all those answers. I mean, you're not just doing a survey for no reason. You want to know what they think. So you're going to be reading all those answers. And when I do surveys, I absolutely listen and, you know, read all the answers that people send in, even if there's hundreds of them, because I didn't ask the question for no reason. I want to know the answers. So um, I notice in my surveys that one of the most popular words in my surveys, some of the most popular words are words, hi, hello, my name, and thank you. So instead of just answering the survey questions, it's almost more like a conversation with them. And they're almost like writing me a short letter or email within the survey. They'll say like, hi, Brie, thanks for asking, blah, 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 blah. Thanks so much for taking my opinion. You know, and so it really is a personal experience. Also, we're going to learn so much great information. It's going to help us make decisions in our musician business for the future. You're going to learn about who are the people that you serve and how can you serve them better? What do they want from you? Where should you be touring? What um, should you be offering at your merch table? What kind of CDs should you be making in the future? I certainly learned when I surveyed my audience, one thing I learned was that I, you know, I asked them what kind of music would you want me to have on my next CD? And a lot of them said, well, we love when you perform classical and Broadway songs in your live shows, but you don't have a CD of those. And so I went out and made a specific CD for that and it has sold really, really well. I also, you know, asked them again, like what I should do, you know, have on my merch table. And many of them said, oh, we love the talk that you give. And I wish I could take that home and give it to my, you know, a friend that it could really inspire. And so I actually went out and made a CD of my talk that included some of the music that I do. And that also sold really well. When I was in a group once, you know, we were trying to figure out what kind of merch we were going to do. We were looking at several different colors of t-shirts and styles. And we were looking at, we were having soap made for us and we wanted to know which um, scents people liked. And so we would ask them those questions on Facebook and we would show them the images of the different options and they would tell us on Facebook. So that, those are just some ways that you can figure out information that will help you make decisions in the future. And finally, the reason that you want to do surveys is because you will learn how to think outside of the box and you'll get so many great ideas from surveys. So when you do a survey, make sure that you have at least one open-ended question. You want some that are really easy to answer, like, you know, what's your age and give them some options or are you female or male or, you know, um, you know, in what country do you live or in what state do you live or something, but you want to have some open-ended questions, maybe one or two that can allow them to elaborate. And that is where you get the gold mine. You find out things that you hadn't thought of. We you know if you just ask them like, what do you think we should offer on our merch table? They might just give you all kinds of really cool ideas that you haven't thought of. So that's one option for that kind of a question. Um, otherwise, you know, you can ask like, what, you know, what things do you think that we should do in, you know, in our next live tour? 
or where do you think we should go? Um, but give them a chance to elaborate because they will come up with some ideas that you would never have considered. So if you just give them like three options to answer, those are only things that came out of your brain and you're not getting the full effect of pulling all of these brains together that can think of really great um, ideas that you aren't coming up with on your own. So that's why we should do surveys. Now, what do we learn from surveys? We get so much great data. Oh my gosh. And depending on the questions that you ask, you don't want to overwhelm them, but think about what are the four to six most important questions that you'd like to ask that will give you information about your audience. And what you want to learn is, you know, who are they? What, you know, where do they come from? Um, what, you know, what age are they? What gender are they? If you want to learn what kind of people like your music, you can ask questions like that in your survey and they'll be really easy for them to answer if they just tick off the box that relates to them. Um, but that will also help you when you're advertising to people in the future. Um, I know many of you are going through my Facebook ads course or you're looking forward to doing that. And this is going to be invaluable information that you can use when advertising to people on Facebook. You can find out, you know, who you should be targeting when it comes to gender and age and location by doing a survey of your audience. But not only that, you can find out some really cool information if you ask them what other artists they like. Because with the power of Facebook ads, you can then target people that like those other artists. So, you know, maybe you just give them an open space to write down a lot of different artists that they like. And then you can kind of compare that throughout all the different responses. And if you see a name coming up a lot, you know, if people like my music and then I see like a lot of those people like Amy Grant, I'll be like, oh my gosh, I need to target Amy Grant people that like Amy Grant on Facebook because they might love my music too because I've got enough data to know that many people that like my music also like Amy Grant. So this is some really powerful information that we can gather from a survey that we can use for the future. So also you can learn what kinds of merch that you can offer that people would want to buy. So you could make this an open-ended question or you might get more ideas if you're kind of stuck, or you can make this a like a radio button question where you come up with three ideas that you've had for merch and ask them which one would they like the most and only let them choose one because they only want to, you know, they'll choose all of them if you don't make them choose. And you want to get an idea of like what the most popular one is. So um, if, you know, I know that some people don't have any merch at all and they're looking for what should we start with? What's going to be the most popular thing? You can give them three options that you've thought of. Maybe you've thought of coffee cups, um, tote bags, and um, what else could you offer? You know, beer, beer mugs or something. So you come up with three different things. You give them those options and say, which, which is the one thing out of these that you would be most likely to buy and find that out. Because I know you can't afford to invest in all the merch all at once, 
right? You want to invest in one thing. And then when you break even on that thing, then you can invest in something else. And so this will be a really good way for you to decide which thing you want to focus on first. And it's going to be the most popular. Of course, people vote most extremely with their wallets. So you can't really know until they actually approach your table and buy something, but it will help give you a, a better idea of what to target first. So let's talk about how we can do these surveys. Now, the first thing that you can do is you can create an actual survey that people go through, like I said, where people can type things in, they can you know, click radio buttons and that kinds of thing, check boxes. That can be done through a number of ways. There are, there are services like SurveyMonkey that are free for a certain number of surveys that you do. There is a type form. There is Google Doc, or Google, um, what is that called? Google Forms. So Google Forms offers the ability to create free forms within Google, and then you can look at all the results. So I use these. I've used these from the beginning when I started surveying people. Now I use software for it, but um, I use Google Forms for other things, gathering information and stuff, and it's really, really easy to use. So I highly recommend Google Forms if you're new to running surveys. Um, but you can do things even more simple. Like, so you can give people a link to that survey if you've got it on a platform somewhere, or you can just ask questions. You know, you can send a question to your email list and just ask them to respond. And you can take down that, you know, all the information you get from the answers to those questions in like one Excel spreadsheet. So you can look at them all at the same time. You can also put things on social media. If you have a good following on you know, say Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can put a question out there and ask people to respond, or you can put up a few images of things you're considering doing and ask them to respond or, you know, ask them, you know, what area of the country should I tour next? You can ask an infinite number of really good questions by just putting them out there on social media and then tallying up the results. And of course, on social media, you know, they put them in the comments. So you've got a record of that. You can also do it when you're doing live videos. So, you know, when I do live videos, I ask a lot of questions, but if I were to ask very strategic questions on there, um, it would really give me some information that would be helpful. And I know that some of my students have been doing live videos and asking questions like, what, you know, what type of songs would you like to see on my next CD or which specifically of my songs that you've heard as me, as I've done them live, would you like, would you like me to record on my CD or, you know, what cover song would you, do you think would be a great cover song for me to tackle next? Um, you can ask a lot of really good questions on a Facebook live or YouTube live that people will respond to and you can gather data that way. And finally, you can ask questions at live shows. And I know it's a little more difficult. You can't exactly like ask a question on the stage and have people yell stuff out at you. That's not as useful, but you can go um, create something that's really short and sweet. You know, one, one half page even that you tell people from the stage, you know, I've got a really quick uh, couple of questions I'd love to have you answer. And if you answer these, I'll be putting all of those into a hat or something and drawing that out at the end of the show and giving some merch away. And that is a great incentive for people to fill out the survey. And, you know, if people really care about you and your music, 
they're going to want to do that. It's not going to take them very long. They're already there and they have the chance to win something really, really cool. So I think that's a great incentive to get people at shows to fill out a survey. And you can ask even different questions at a show. Like, are there any local venues you think I should perform at? Or, you know, who do you think I'd be a great opening act for that's local? Or, um, you know, what, what, else would you like to see in my live show? Are there any cover songs that you think I should perform live? You know, you can ask a lot of different things and it can be really cool. And especially at a live show, you can ask about merch. Is there anything that you think is missing from my merch table? What do you think we should have there? So um, I hope that gives you a lot of great ideas to survey your audience with, but remember, don't call it a survey because people hate the word survey, they're allergic to it. So make sure that you follow the first rule of surveys and never call it a survey. Just say, hey, I love your opinion. I love your advice. Can I ask you a question? Those are some ways that you can approach the idea of getting data from a survey without calling it a survey. So thank you for joining me for this episode of Indie Interactive. And I look forward to hearing from you how you are going to use surveys to find out what your audience wants and who your audience is in the future. Have an amazing day. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans, and grow your business. Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Bree Noble and music by Stella Ronson.